You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. With Rashad, here with another episode, another sermon, man. I'm here with my boy, my guy. What it do, man? Hey, it's almost it's almost Kawhi season. What it do, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, number two in LA. Um, hey, so we got a good show for you. Uh, make sure you check out the NBA NBA podcast that we dropped two of two with with our boy DJ. Uh, had some good hits on that one. Teams we can flop, teams we riding with. You know, go check that out. But today, you know, we're back with the NFL grind, man, and uh. You know, first off, man, talk about your surprise team. They they five and what? Uh, so still undefeated, uh, five and zero. Yeah, Denver and Patriots, the only uh, undefeated teams left. Uh, they're winning in all phases of the game. Good defense, offense doing just enough in some games. In some games, we got the running game going crazy. So they're winning in all phases of the game, which is why I thought they would be a good team. Now I know uh, going into this game that they played this past Sunday. You know, it was talks about a couple teams. Uh, you know, the Bills. Uh, my, you know, my surprise team: the Bills, 49ers, uh, Minnesota's on their list. New England about uh, not playing anybody. You know, they, you know, their wins. They haven't really played anybody. New England played Bills, so they kind of canceled it out. But uh, you know, they haven't played each other. You know, 49ers struggled against at, at, at the time. You know, Mason Rudolph had to come. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph all them start first start and turn the ball over. 49ers and Steelers still lost the game. Um, who else? Did, you know, Blue House is natty because they just sorry. Uh, struggle, struggle with um, who was it? Uh, oh no, I guess it was a struggle, but it was a good game week one with the Bucks. But James gave that to him. But like I said, at, at week one we didn't know if, if that was James being James or that four nine defense for real. And even though they haven't, you can you can say who they haven't played nobody. They still they still look amazing. The defense like. That, that 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 front four that they've been drafting, man, now it all coming to fruition, and and they brought they brought over the the linebacker from from the Buccaneers. You got Warner becoming the second year player. Sherman is back to being in the elite corner again. Uh, so these guys, man, Fortnite are really really tough on defense. It don't start no no receiver on fantasy <laughs> against them because nobody does good. Um, and the running game is is crazy. Now the only thing we have to work, although we have questions on steel, is is Jimmy G, um, and you know he hasn't had to have the game to where he they needed him to be, you know, uh, an elite quarterback. So I mean, if if that come if that time comes anytime soon, uh, how do you how do you think Jimmy G will respond? Well, he'll be fine because he's always been a 
efficient thrower of the ball, so he'll be fine. He's not a I – know, I know he does have some turnovers this year, but when it comes to throwing the ball, he's always been an accurate, efficient guy. He's always been around 65%. So, based on their schedule coming up, I don't think they have anybody who scares you as far as defensively where, you know, he would be – you would fear, outside of the Carolina Panthers, I don't think there's anybody you would fear like him having a bad – game against if it was to turn into a shootout. But the Carolina game wouldn't be a shootout because Kyle Allen will probably still be starting. They're trying to play defense and just let McCaffrey kill the clock. So outside of when they play Seattle or Green Bay or maybe when they get to the Saints uh, in New Orleans, I think it's like week uh, 14, I don't see Jimmy G needing a shootout. But I think if he was to get into one, he can handle it. Okay. Now, yeah, because that's – I mean, that's, that's really the only, I guess, box to check off if, if they're a, you know, a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's really because, you know, you know the offensive line is good. They just banged up right now. And Joe Staley and uh, McGlinchey is out right now in and, and the fullback. So, um, you know, un, until they can get back right and uh, – as long as the running game is there, just like, just like we see in Minnesota versus the Eagles, uh, as long as the running game is there, that threat, yet you have to stack the box if you don't. You know they're gonna kill you, and if you and, and if you if you do stack the box, we got one on ones everywhere. Nobody can stop Kittle. Kittle right now through this season is the best tight end in football. Uh, uh, would you agree to that? I still think it's Kelsey, uh, just because you know the numbers probably won't support either guy being the best. It kind of depends on on your preference, and mm-hmm. I just I just I just still think it's Kelsey. I, I don't think Kittle has to pass him just based off of last year and what he's done this year. I still think it's Kelsey. Well. I would say this. I would, I would say the, that Kelsey may be a better receiving tight end, but I don't think it's a far off. But Kittle definitely probably the best all around tight end because you know with just the skill of catching, uh, running, blocking, all of that into one. You know, because you know, cause that was that was Gronk's title. You know, for the whole time that you know he was an elite blocker and Kittle, Kittle, you know, being from Iowa, you know, that's what he had to do sometimes. So, uh, but anyway, your four nines, man, they're looking real good, undefeated still. Uh, and probably probably should continue that march on because against the Rams, who are now on our bubble of the panic meter, they made golf look, you know, very very pedestrian, looking like he's that was the first time ever starting, looking like you know you know I still started Cup at fantasy, um, you know uh, I think I think I started Woods in another in another league, and, you know and I was and I was hoping for you know I was hoping for. A good a good game because you know when they play each other, it's always you know high scoring. Um, you know whether it's Nick Mullins or or uh, Bethard there, it's, it, even with Jimmy G, it's always a high scoring game. So I'm thinking it's gonna be a, you know a good shootout. Whether the 49ers or Rams win, you know, that was you know that was just something we had to see play out. But 49ers completely shut them down. And yes, they didn't have Todd Gurley, but I mean it was it was pretty much over from the get go. Yeah, golf. He basically looked like Josh Rosen. I mean. <laughs> And there's no knock to Josh Rosen because I think, you know, he's just kind of gotten two bad breaks of being drafted by Arizona and now being stuck in Miami and getting benched for Fitzpatrick. But mm. just looking at some of the games, like, you, if you look at the stat line, you would think it looks like a Josh Rosen game. <laughs> but uh, but I, I feel like golf played terrible, but pretty soon the Rams are going to get clicking. Um, they have the Falcons next, who are the get-right team in the NFL. <laughs> and then after that, they're going to get the Bengals, and then they're going to buy. So 
yeah, the Rams are on the uh, the bubble of the panic meter, but they won't be on it for long because they'll win the next two, get back to five and three. You have two of, I would say, two of the top seven or eight defensive players in the league on your team now with Aaron Donald, of course, being first. He's the best defender in the league. And depending on how you look at corners, Ramsey would be one or two. Um, I favor Gilmore, not because I like the Patriots, but I just think Gilmore has been the last two years more locked down than Ramsey. And that could be because of defensive scheme. I know they put Ramsey in a few different coverages, which he kind of complained about. But I think one or two best corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey. So two of the top seven or eight defenders in the league, the Rams will slowly start to get together, but their division is just so tough with the 49ers who I can see still being undefeated in the next two to three weeks. I can see the 49ers getting up to about seven, seven and no, eight and no, if not going past that. And then you still have Seattle who they can run the ball, kill the clock, let the rest make some plays and keep on winning games as well. So the Rams, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. Um, but as far as on a panic meter, they won't, I don't think they'll make it on unless they lose to the Falcons or the Bengals. Right. Um, but they won't, they're on the bubble just temporarily. They'll win our next two, then they back off. They'll be back at five and three. Right. Uh, and and sometimes it's not really about the being on the panic, but you got to think how, I guess, quote unquote, how panic they were yesterday, uh, making, making these trades. Um, they traded for, they, well, they traded away Peters, right? And, you know, at, at first, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, why would they do that at this time when Tlaib had just been announced that he was going to IR? So I'm thinking, okay, well, we all, they already can't stop the pass, you know. But now you now your bet your best corner's out, and you trade away your next best corner. And to be to be honest, I, it didn't even dawn on me about about Jalen Ramsey uh, going going there and. You know, I'm sitting there okay, they trade Peters away because, you know, I think it's a money thing. I'm thinking Peters, Peters, they'd rather get rid of him and save money than compete at, you know, just, just outscore people or something. That, that's what I'm thinking. But when it, when they made the trade, they got Kenny Young from the Baltimore Ravens and they got Austin Corbett. Corbett is the offensive lineman who, you know, had good promises and they had good upside, but they haven't seen it yet. Um, so maybe he can help with the offensive line struggles. You got Kenny Young because all you have to do is run away from Aaron Donald hit the edge, and there's nothing nobody can do about it. So they need a linebacker who can move, um, and maybe, you know, that's – and that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, that's you know, that's pretty good about the GM. Let's let's work on the front front seven instead of the, you know, and kind of take the, I guess, the Eagles approach to it or whatever, and, and let's get the let's get the front seven right perfect, and and then we'll work on the, the rest of it later. Um, so that's what I was thinking. And then, boom, here come Jalen Ramsey, and, you know, they kind of – I almost say shocked the world, but we know he was going to get traded. So I guess we, it wasn't really a shocking, but you know, here he, he go the GM of the Rams, uh, Sneed and, and, uh, and making another big move with Sean McVay and them and getting another star, and, you know, how I say it by, by them wins. Um, because you know, they, they all going, they, they going, they going for it now. Uh, now do you, do you, you have, you have a problem with them getting Jalen Ramsey? Cause I, I know you, you, you voice your concerns about, you know, them being financially, you know, capped or whatever. I mean, when you have, again, a top two corner in the league available and you, they only want two first round draft picks for them and they, they got another pick too. I think it was like a fourth. Fourth, yeah, yeah. Fourth, yeah, yeah. But when you just, when you want to give, give away a top two corner for two first round picks, essentially, 
I don't, I'll take that because the Rams don't need anything from the first round because the first round usually pretty much studs. Mm-hmm. So if you already had your quarterback stud, we got to see what happens with Gurley, but you already have Cup, Woods, Cooks. You have a tight end, Everett, showing promise. They, they even have Josh Reynolds. So I think Brandon Cooks could be on his way out in a trade during the offseason. And then just looking defensively, you just got Ramsey. You have Fowler, and you have Donald. So at each level of defense, you have a, a pretty much stud. And then you still have Weddle on like a two-year deal, or Clay Matthews on like a two-year deal. So you don't really need – and it's going to – this first round, people have been on like the middle to the bottom of the draft anyway. So Right, exactly. I mean, you really don't need a stud for that. But financially, it's where the Rams are going to be stuck because you've already paid golf. You've already paid Gurley, who's – you know, he's since last year he's been crashing down with the the knee arthritis and stuff like that. You still have the pay cup. You're gonna have to pay Ramsey. Even though he says he's not in a rush to get a deal done, he's looking for elite money. So they're gonna have to make some moves. And then I just think their biggest need coming up is gonna be O line because the O line is aging a little bit with Whitworth and guys like that. So you're gonna have to replace the O line. And who knows what happens with Gurley? You know, because his health, he's paid now, but his mm-hmm. health. And his availability is not matching up to what you're paying him. So I'm sure Cooks will be out there at some point because he's the most inconsistent of the receivers. And I think you can kind of put Josh Reynolds in that role maybe, and he'll he'll be productive. But the key to that team is the running game and financially. They're in L.A., so they kind of got to get stars in and be good because if not, all the attention will go to the Dodgers, the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Angels, or Yep. The L.A. Kings, or, uh, no, the hockey team or whatever. So you kind of got to keep the team good to even be relevant in L.A. because there's so much other stuff to do. It's, it's Hollywood. Right. So building a new stadium, you got to keep people there. You got to have the talent there. So they did the right thing by getting Ramsey and trading away the pick. They won't need him. Uh, but the biggest concern going forward in the next two, three years down the line is going to be how do we continue to fill the roster out and keep ourselves competitive being that we're going to be pretty much financially strapped because we've already maxed out a lot of guys. And yeah, that that's exactly the 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 reason is the, how you say it, fill the roster out because depth is always what you need in the NFL because you, know, like, you, can't, you can't predict injury. You never, you never know. Somebody may go down. Um, but the, as, far as, as far as cash situations, they're really not that bad off. Um, it and you know, like I say, you, you need depth, so that's why you need picks, and you need, you know, you, you need to be able to hit on draft picks, and you need to be able to fight, sign those veteran guys. But um, I, I was looking at the salary cap. So, so next season, so golf's contract hasn't hit, you know, hasn't hit yet. So next year it will. It's uh, it's thirty six million dollars. That's a lot for what for what he's playing right now. He's not worth thirty six million dollars. Obviously, Gurley's gonna be seventeen million next season. Obviously, he's not worth seventeen million anymore. You know, you, you, everybody know our opinion on paying running backs. Um, Aaron Donald is tw- at twenty five million. Brandon Cooks is at sixteen million. Um, after that, Woods is only eight million. So, so they got a cheap di- uh, bargain on that one. He signed way back. Um, Whitworth come off the books, and which means he's either going to retire or he's going to find a new team or you know get a cheaper contract. Blah blah. And they got Havenstein, the other tackle. He's only getting seven point eight, and I think uh, Higby, the other, the other tight end, not not named Jerry Everett, is making eight point six million. They signed him earlier this season, um, and that's it. So as far as I make big money, Clay Matthews around five, Edel around five. So 
uh, they would have a 30, $36 million cap space. And I was looking at how, how corners are getting paid throughout the league. And first of all, <laughs> let me tell you the first two names on who the highest paid corners in the league. I didn't think – I didn't – you know, it, it didn't dawn on me who, who got the most money in that corner. Uh, Xavier Howard from Miami. <laughs> and Josh Norman from the uh, on the Redskins. <laughs> And you can argue that they won the worst two, you know, secondaries in the league. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Norman would be like top three or four. I mean, when he got paid leaving Carolina, it was like, you no, know, at the time yeah. people thought like, wow, they let him go and they they didn't want to pay him. And right now you see why because Rivera knows defense. Out of out of the and out of the top six players, Howard Norman, number three is Tremaine Johnson from who the Rams let go a couple years ago, and on the Jets he's making fourteen point five. Pat Pete. Make a fourteen, Rose make a fourteen, and, and Fuller from the um, Bears make a fourteen. So and Gilmore and Gilmore, uh, yep. <laughs> Gilmore, Gilmore right under there. So at thirteen, um, but so you know, Rams are going to at least get sixteen of that thirty-six million dollars. So let's say, let, you know, what I'm saying at least, at least that. So that's only twenty million dollars to work with the rest of your team when you're going to need a left a left tackle because we were gone. You're going to need a left. You're going to need a, uh, like two more positions on line because you're struggling. So you have to, you know, at that linebackers. Uh, you you got Ramsey and Talib. Talib's getting old. You got to get another corner alongside Ramsey. Uh, Wells getting old, so you got to get a safety for that. You know, what I'm saying you got to you got to fill the roster like like you're saying. And twenty million dollars is not a lot to fill the roster with because you can get four guys for five million dollars and that's it. You know, so um, they're going to have to hit on draft picks, and obviously they don't have a first round or a fourth next season. So the scouting team will have to have to come along again. You know, and help this team out, but they do have the stars. I mean, you can't you can, you can't deny that um, in, in LA because, like you say, all 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 this stuff that stuff go go on in LA, you need somebody like Ramsey to, to you know to have the energy of him, you know, talking trash and all that stuff. Because if he do that, that brings the attention to LA Rams and everybody, you know, try to keep the home base and all that stuff like that. But yeah, the panic meter, no, they definitely will be on next week if they lose to the Falcons. I just I just don't see them doing that, but. Um, you know, Falcons and the Bengals are two get-right games because they have struggled the last few games on offense. So we should see golf get back on track. If he struggles this game, then we have to talk about golf on, on a different level, you know, uh, coming come in the next few weeks. Yeah, they should be fine going forward. There, there's no way they should uh, play bad against the next two games, against those two secondaries. Right. Um, so let's move on to the other, other two teams that just that's, that's on the bubble. Um the NFC East has two teams at the top. So Cowboys and the Eagles both have 500, both three and three. Uh, the Cowboys lost three games in a row. And in importantly, they lost to the Jets in that, in that three and three. Uh, people said, you know, it could happen. They was only favored by seven points on the road. So, you know, Vegas obviously saying something. Uh, Sam Donald was back and he made, he, you know, early in the game, he made him look silly. 92 yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. Uh, but in the Cowboys, man, it's it's it's, it's kind of like they're they're actually playing good football. It, like they lost to the Jets, but they had like a lot of first downs com- completed. Third down percentage was pretty good. Had good passing yards. Had good running yards. You know, they they, they really it really you know they played a, a solid game. And it's but but of course when the defense finally stopped the Jets and the Cowboys was down what a possession or something, the kicker missed the field goal for the Cowboys. And then the Jets came down and made a field goal to where the Eagles, I mean, the Cowboys had to go for two, and they, they, they didn't convert. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of like it's kind of crazy because you know they played the Saints good too. They could they could have won that game. So that's two losses that could have been the opposite way. Now Green Bay they got destroyed too early down what it was thirty one three I believe. 
at some point, thirty-one three. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was rough. <laughs> it was, it, it was, so yeah. So you de- de- definitely at worst was going to be going to be five and one. Um, the Saints. I mean, you know, the, the Zeke fumble. You 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 can debate that all day long with the refs and how how they got all that calls wrong, whatever, blah blah. But the Jets, you know, that just that just that just a loss that you can't that can't happen. Um, so they're on the bubble. So what do you think about the Jet uh, about the Cowboys' outlook so far? Um, they're kind of they're kind of in that spot where I thought they were. You know, they were if I was staying well, the three and zero, but they haven't beat anybody. And then when the opposition kind of changed a little bit, they started to not struggle a lot, but they weren't winning the games, you know, you, you want to at least get you one signature win under your belt. So at this point right now, it's kind of a, is that worth the money? Is he being mm-hmm. exposed? Can he carry the team? Jerry Jones is smart for not paying them kind of thing. So, you know, the Cowboys are in a weird space where if they go 4-0, and I mean 0-4, they could panic because we know Jason Garrett's not locked in to this deal for a long time. So, uh, he could his his seat could start getting hotter. Uh, Dak's price tag for what he's worth could start going down. So the Cowboys have a lot of questions. Uh, I know Amari left the game with an injury, so their season could start to sputter and go down pretty fast. And you don't want that in the crowded NFC. We just talked about Seahawks, 49ers, Rams. All three of them are in contention for not only division but two wild card spots. Uh, so now you have the Cowboys who they can't continue to fall behind when you have the Rams also sitting there at three and three, and their schedule is getting easier. And right. You're going to play a division opponent, and you could be on a four game losing streak. Yeah, and and you, t- you talk about you know, Dak, you know, how much is you know, through the first three games, <laughs> Dak was pushing 40 million dollars a year, and then now, you know, the last you know, he hasn't really had the bad numbers outside of New Orleans. Obviously, you're playing catch up with Green Bay, so, so so those numbers are skewed. But you know the, the Jets game, he, they they wasn't they wasn't that bad. And I don't understand like you pay Zeke all this money. So like like I say, everybody's in the opposition on running backs. We don't want to pay running backs. Say so you paid him. Why why is he not the he he don't seem like the focal point um, of the offense? And they they, they they haven't got back into that that ground and pound where the play action was dangerous. And that's what they need to get back to because Zeke. Zeke has had some good games this season, but he hasn't had those like, oh, he did best back in the league, like how David Cook has had, how how McCaffrey has had. I mean, uh, who else? Uh, Carson had had a big game. Mac had a big game. There, everybody was like, oh my god, man, he's he's killing it. And Zeke has yet to have that, you know, that monster game. And that's what the Cowboys need to get back to, you know. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping they get back to against the Eagles. But then again, the Eagles are one of the best teams against the run, so. So what game are you going to do against? You know, um, and you lose to the schedule. They're playing Philly. Got to buy at New York Giants, which you, you assume that Shepard. Yeah, this this, this going to be a different yeah. game because the first time it was Eli. Exactly. Now you got Daniel Jones who can run. Saquon's going to be back. back. <laughs> Go to Tate's here now. Shepard and Evan Ingram. They all going to be here. So that's a that's a dangerous receiving core for a Cowboys team who got killed by Robbie Anderson and Crowder. Like you know, and and, and all the Cowboys, Cowboys want to do is focus and stop at the run. Well, now you got a quarterback who can actually move. So you know it, it, that's going to be different. Plus, it's, it's a division rivalry, and they exactly. all play yep. them tough. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going it's going to be a, it's going to be a different uh different field. Plus, it's going to be a home game right. for the Giants. So and, and I, I'm talking about getting Zeke going. When are you going to get him going against Philly? No. Minnesota? No. Detroit? No. New England? No. Buffalo? No. Chicago? No. Uh, what what? 
where is when is the game that okay we're gonna grind a pound with Zeke? You, like all these teams are top ten and against the run, so you know it doesn't it it, it doesn't um, hold well with me that the they paid them to be you know to stop you know to 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 run. Now granted they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but Tyron Smith banged up. He didn't play against the uh, Jets and uh, Lyle Collins didn't play against the Jets and. It showed, you know, Dak was running, running around and getting, getting smacked in the mouth, and you can't get, you can't get Zeke, you know, in rhythm, rhythm because because of what's happening. And if Tyron Smith and Collins can't come back healthy, Philadelphia, like I said, Minnesota, Detroit, New England, Buffalo, Chicago, I just, you know, it's it's only the Giants, Redskins, and Rams that that sup that like you know that's a suspect against the run, but you, that's only three games, and you got a long season ahead of you, and. uh like you said, you cannot go on for and lose at home again. You already got smacked in the mouth by the Packers at home. Like you definitely can't do it again to the Eagles. Man, they risking possibly going zero and five or zero and six. Yeah, because the schedule is not letting up. I mean, I'm not on this whole, you know, Matt's killing all these people saying like you know Daniel Jones is like the that dude. Like he's been good and he's been good in spots, but. Uh, that Giants game is looking very winnable for them now that he is starting instead of Eli. Plus, he's getting his, his weapons back, which is what he needs. So, right, he need that. He he got to have that. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, man, because this this could really turn the Cowboys' whole season. What if they do lose to the Eagles? And what if they do lose to the Giants? Like that's that's five losses straight. Like, do they make changes with Jason Garrett? I mean, I know they fired Wade Phillips. You know, uh, I can't remember what year the exact year. But I know they fired him mid-season when he had like a one and eight record, something like that. But do they move on from Jason Garrett right, right away, or do they kind of just ride the wave and see if you know Philly kind of stays close to the pack? Do the Giants stay close to the pack, and how does the division play out? But if you start dropping too many games back to back, man, mm-hmm. the media, the pressure is going to start mounting. Yeah, and um. Adam Lefko says, says on his podcast a lot about this this little stat about teams who teams who win like close games the year before the following year they be losing them and it's it's three teams that you know we're, we're top, we're top, Rams are one of them and now you know they're not elite no more they're three and three being average the Cowboys are one and the Chargers who are what two and four right now so it's like <laughs> you got three teams who was winning close games last year are on the, going the opposite way this year. And you know, like you said, it can very spiral out of control quickly. Zero four, zero five, and then now you talk about Minnesota, Detroit, New England, Buffalo, Chicago. Like, there's no, there's no get right game like like the Rams get in, you know, Falcons and Cincinnati. But you know, the Cowboys can be very, very well off the bubble and actually on the meter very quickly. Oh man, I I I, I hate to see it because I thought Cowboys were gonna be really really good this year. Yeah, like I I still think. Philly's good because Philly's biggest problem is the secondary and drop passes. Yeah. The drop passes is fixable, secondary not so much, but if you're having if you're having guys catch the ball, you're you're moving the ball more, you're scoring more points, mm-hmm. and that kind of alleviates your defense. So that's to me that's fixable. And I still have I never I never packed on them like full blown. I still think they can win the division. I still think they are gonna win the division. Um, Carson Wentz isn't in the MVP race like I thought he would be, but his numbers aren't down or bad. It's just because guys aren't catching the ball pretty much. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the Eagles. So, like you like you mentioned, they they, they lost all on Ramsey. So, 
how do you fix the secondary? Because I don't think I mean, okay, they probably can win 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 the NFC East by default if the Redskins are bad, the Giants are up and down, and the Cowboys have this brutal schedule coming up, and the Eagles can, Eagles can just skate by with it. Well, Eagles schedule is not even easier with the course they're gonna play the oh, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, got, they'll get uh Buffalo on the road, Chicago by New England, Seattle. Yeah, they, they don't they don't get an easy road oh, yeah, to the course, end when they get Miami, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys again, Giants again. So right and when we first introduced the panic meter, that's what I was talking about. It was the schedule of that stretch. And they're, we thought they were going to lose to Green Bay. They didn't. But, you know, they, they did lose to Minnesota by 18 on, on the road. Uh, and the reason why, they couldn't stop They couldn't stop the pass. And they're good versus the run. Like, And you would think, if I can stop the run, if I can't force you to run, and I make you one-dimensional in passing the ball, we need either the pass rushers to be to get there or we need a good secondary. One, one of the two. And right now they had neither or Kirk Cousins was dead, like by himself all all back in the backfield, and then Diggs by himself in, in the secondary. Um, so, Shout out to Stephon for fantasy man. Hey, you ain't lying, but I need I need all of those, <laughs> all of those. Um, but how do you fix it? Do you go you know trade for Pat Pete, maybe a Chris Harris? Um, you know, what I'm saying like you, you have to go get somebody because what you got is not working, and I don't see. I mean, I mean, because I don't. It's it's hard to fix things mid season, you know, unless you unless you make a trade like that. And I I would assume that you know uh, Howie Roseman he's always done his job as far as going get to what he needs, and that's either the pa- either he need to increase his pass rush to give his corners some time, or he need to go make a splash and go get Pat Pete or Chris Harris. Um, I don't know if if any other corners on, on the trade block, but those two are the names I, I I I've been hearing. So how do they fix it and? If they don't, do you still see them making the playoffs? Like, I, think you... it, I think the Eagles are really just fine because they're not a true three and three team. Started out bad against the Redskins, ultimately overcame it and won it. Should have beat the Falcons. Aguilar dropped pass, and plus they just kind of ran out of time on that on that on that last drive at, on the back end of that. So uh, it could have been two and zero. The Lions game was winnable. They did actually win the Packers game, and they beat the Jets. So. Uh, they really, they're really not a three and three team. Like they've shown signs, we're a good team, but they just have, they just have holes. Like most teams do have flaws. Yeah. Um, but how they're gonna you. fix it? There's really is no no easy answer outside of a trade, and then even with a trade, that still has to fit uh, team defensive scheme stuff like that. So I can't, I don't think I don't think Harris would fit there because he's more of a well he fought well he he. He's been shadowing now because Broncos got like three slot corners. Like, yeah. they, like all the guys get interchanged. So you you would think in it in that division. I mean, you are playing Cooper. I mean, Shepard Tate. Like you know, what I'm saying like it's not like he's playing a a perimeter. I mean, Cooper is on a perimeter, but um, you know, outside of Terry, Terry McLaughlin, who he he's a deep threat, and and the Giants, who Shepard and Tate are really inside guys. I mean, it, at least you know, at least at least for for that sake, they got somebody for that. You know. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then when it comes down to the playoffs, let's, let's say they didn't play, let's, let's say they play Minnesota again. Now you got somebody who can, you know, guard Diggs and Thielen. Uh, let's say let's say you're playing, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> Seattle slot guy to go, you know, guard Charles Lockett. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at least you know, what I'm saying? at least you have that option now. You know, which you don't have. Um, and yeah, you can say the Eagles are now three and three, which I, I, I can understand. They should have beat the Falcons definitely. Um, 
but it's kind of like it's kind of like they, they lose that one, but we're in the Packers game because they kind of got lucky on the Packers one because Devontae Adams got hurt, and the Falcons got lucky beating them because Alshon Jeffrey and Sean Jessica hurt. So it's kind of like uh, I want to say like balance out a little bit on that one, you know, just, just a little bit, even even though they still was in the game to win the Falcons with his and, and Aguilar. I don't know what he was thinking on that one, but uh, you know, th- things happen for a reason, I guess. But um, yeah. I, I think that'd be fine, like like you're saying, because because of the lateral schedule. Uh, this next what one two three, four five six. So the next six weeks, they they got buy buy in that uh, are going to tell whether the Eagles or Cowboys who going to emerge because they both have a tough a tough games. Um, and if they both struggle, now this is off the wall question. If they they both struggle. Could you see the Giants sneaking in winning this division? I was, I was about to say like I'm not counting the Giants out just yet. Not not yet. Cause they got Arizona, um, Miami, Washington, Jets. Like that's four winnable games. Now, we knew that Daniel Jones was gonna struggle against Minnesota and Patriots, right? So you gotta assume that he's gonna struggle against Chicago. So that probably be a loss because that's Chicago. And the Giants uh defense not good, so you gotta assume Aaron Rodgers is just too great at football to lose to the Giants, right? I mean that just you no know, just just playing it out. So that's probably two losses, but I mean, against their division opponents, Dallas, Philadelphia twice, and, and they got at Detroit, which, I mean, that I think that can be a winnable game because the, 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 the Lions don't blitz. So uh, that's four winnable games plus the four games that they got that's probably wins. I, I, they can get they can get 10 if healthy. Yeah, it's it's possible they can, they can get there. Like, this division is going to probably come down to the last two two or three weeks. And that's either going to be the time where just Philly, Philly kind of wins it out or the Giants could be right there for the taking because they'll get Philly in two of their last four. So, Ooh, man, that's crazy because the Giants get Philly twice and in between that two cupcakes in Miami and Washington. That's, I mean, three and one at the three and one at least you, you, you need to be. If you can split with the Eagles and, you know, win those two, yeah, that might, that might do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's going to come down to the last two or three weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, like, we'll, we'll revisit it definitely down the line, but Hey, I, we'll say it first right here. The Giants definitely could win the NFC East, and they only get one game back. So, very, very winnable. Especially if they win this week against Arizona and Cowboys Eagles. One of them got to lose, so they'll be, they'll be, you know, they'll be second place at the end of this weekend if if they beat Arizona. Um, so yeah, with all that, I mean, because only one team in the NFC East is gonna make it. So, you know, it's only it's only gonna be one. Cowboys and Eagles can't, can't make it. Both make it like like last year because I mean the NFC North too good. We already mentioned the NFC West, not to mention New Orleans and Carolina. Like, I mean, they they both right there, uh, you know. So we'll see we'll see what happens in the NFC because it's going it's it's like it's like a no man's land right now. Let's go ahead and make a quick bet, man. Ten, it, no, everybody hasn't had their buy yet, but we're roughly you know most in the plate five or six games. Mm-hmm. Who who do we're gonna who are we gonna pick? We still have our preseason predictions out there, but you know we've kind of changed a little bit with the Falcons right. tearing that up. So yeah, that's done. Who, yeah, so who <laughs> do we think gets those uh, two wild card spots now? All right, I don't. Think- I'm, I'm still rolling with Philly as my division winner. I know you still have Cowboys. Are you building? I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. 
New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Cowboys right now, you're still going to stay with this. I'm about to, I'm about to go to Giants. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, it's like, because I don't, I, now that I'm looking at it, you know, if the Cowboys want to be a, a run first team, when are they ever going to get that chance? And and so I can see why, you know, why, why Philly is there is, is it's kind of because of the like, like the after the Seattle game, they got a a, a lighter schedule. Um, so I mean, if I had it, if I had it based on that, then yes, because I thought Cowboys would be the Jets and be, you know, four, you know, four and two, and then I thought they would have beaten one of those games, Green Bay or Saint. I thought they'd be five and one right now at this point. Like I did. I mean, when I'm going through the schedule, I'm like, well, the first three easy, Jets easy. That's four already. All I gotta do is split one of those, and you're five and one. So, so that that was my thinking going into the season. So now that they're not. And they're three and three. I gotta lean Eagles, so I'm gonna go Eagles right now. So we got same, we got the same NFC East. Um, I'm still rolling with Green Bay, my uh, North. I, I'm a, I'm I'm a roll, I'm gonna roll with Minnesota in that one. Uh, I think we'll get it back. We, we get we, uh, Green Bay got Detroit, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago, some something in that order. The last three games of the season, so they could they could win it right then or lose it right then. So we'll see about that. Like, um, I think it ought to be locked up at that point because everybody's going to be there play each other already. So, I think once you get to, like, two losses, as long as Green Bay win two games of those three, they're good. I mean, I mean, yeah, but you also got to think. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of tiebreakers in, there, in that one. Um, but because Minnesota, Minnesota is only one game high right now. And Bears is, uh, Bears, I guess, one and a half because they had a bye. But, um, so, we split with the North, but I do think NFC North get two teams in there. Like I don't think so. I think, I think, I think they get two because I don't think NFC West get two. I mean, get gets three. They, I don't think the Rams make it. We said that before the season started. I don't think the Rams make it. Now, I I, I had Carolina in as you know we we both had New Orleans maybe not make it. Uh, so, I, but I had Carolina as a wild card. So I don't, I think NC South only get one team because I think that I think the whole locker room thing can get can get skewed up a little bit. With Cal Allen or Josh or I mean Cal Allen or or Cam Newton. I, th- I think that that could be a problem, especially you got Keekley coming out and said, uh, "I'm glad I don't, I don't got to make that decision." Like nobody believes in Cam. I guess Cam because nobody's saying that Drew Brees is gonna lose this spot to Teddy. So you know, obviously people like people like people like Cal Allen more than like Cam. So I don't think the NFC South gets two, and I don't think NFC West gets gets three. So I think NFC North got they got to get two. Yeah, um, look at the Rams' schedule. If everything hits, the Rams may sneak in, and I, I think it's gonna be. 49 20 division, Rams, Rams and uh Seahawks get both of the wild cards. So I got I got I got um I would I would have I would have it, it's gonna be Green Bay. I think Green Bay, Minnesota gets in. Seattle, San Francisco. Um I, the way New Orleans playing, you gotta expect with Drew Brees it'd be better. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh Saints and then the NFC East winner. So uh, that'll be mine. Uh, so we all, so we only differ between what Rams and uh, you say three NFC West. I will say two NFC North. So that, that's really the only difference. Yeah. So 
I mean, it, it's 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 so it's so hard because who knows? Chicago and Detroit may get at together, but if you talk about complete teams on both sides, as long as Cousins can can play like he's been playing the last two weeks, even if he just be uh, a top fifteen quarterback, uh, Green Bay and Minnesota are probably gonna win that division just because. Oh, you know, it'd be it'd be one of those two, uh, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. It's gonna yeah, be interesting. We'll yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait, actually. Um, so let's move on to the AFC North. Man, uh, they still on all three teams still on the panic meter. The Ravens more on the bubble. Um, the Browns almost got off of it. If they would have be Seattle, I think we would have been fine with taking them off of it. Um, even with Patriots coming up, but you know they 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 lost the game again. Uh, Baker had three picks, but really only two. Oh, the last one wasn't his fault. Guy, guy got to catch the ball. But um, the Browns kind of got cheated out of that one too. The Landry had the ball across the plane, and you know the ball came out of his hands, and they called a fumble. Blah blah. blah. So think, you know, all that stuff changes the game and things like that. So I don't know, man. It's kind of, kind of weird. But the Brown, the Browns end up, end up losing, but they played a great game uh, versus Seattle. Um, they got a bye this week. They get New England, and I think Denver. Yep. Or so, and and then Buffalo. Two back-to-back road games, then they get home with Buffalo. Ooh, so that and and that's, and that's why they're on the panic meter right now because they're two or four right now. They have to beat Denver. They they have to beat Denver, and they have to find a way to beat Buffalo. They they have to find a way. I don't know how they're going to find a way, but I don't think they can beat New England. Maybe extra preparation can beat New England. Um, that's the chances, but you're going in Foxborough, right? It's gonna be in New England. So it's going to New England. You gotta, go, you gotta go to Denver. That's tough to play. And Buffalo, their defense travels. So it's it's gonna be tough. I know you I know you like the Browns this season. Do you think they can beat uh Broncos or you know and Bills or or at least one of them? Yeah, they're gonna be fine. Like I it's just too much I always say it's just too much talent for it to not work. And I think this buy is gonna help them uh, you know, kinda of have that that meeting where like look, Baker. Cut the freaking turnovers down because <laughs> you're really what's costing us some of these games. Because like I, I mentioned it last time, like the penalties, they've been cutting those down. They're running the ball. Chubb is doing his part. So once they kind of can diagram some plays like Baker, you gotta just get the ball out quick. You gotta just make some better reads and don't turn the ball over. They'll be fine. And their schedule, they're back in. Like they could get Smoking white, like man, they can get smoking hot, white hot, whatever you want to use. Like they can get hot back <laughs> in. So, and then there's rumors floating around that they may gonna get Trent Williams, man. So if they, that, they that'll get, be big. They, that'll be him, big. That'll be huge for the team. That'll be big. Uh, I've I've heard that that um, Bruce Allen's not budging uh, on whatever whatever he wants, or you know, or he don't want to trade Trent Williams. I heard he's not budging. But let's just let's let's just assume he comes back. Let, I mean, let's assume Trent Williams get traded. So he'll get traded. Uh, let's say probably, I guess month, next Monday, Tuesday, uh, coming to the league, and then uh, you know, with with one week of preparation, all he, all he got to do is block the blind side of Baker Mayfield. That would help a lot um, because Baker's seeing ghosts, and that's I think that's re- re- the real reason why he's throwing a lot of interceptions because we know he's a gunslinger already, but you can't he can't panic. You know what I'm saying? Like he's looking like James Winston with no offensive line, and he just panicking. And just throwing the ball and hoping somebody get there. Um, but we've seen the Browns, their key to success is Nicholas Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the way back, uh, week nine. So run the ball, running the ball has to be the key to the Browns. If they don't run the ball, they don't win. If you see the, the losses that they took outside of Seattle, every game they didn't compete in, they didn't run the ball well. Chubb didn't have a good game. But when they beat the Ra- when they beat the Ravens, 
uh, against Seattle, and uh, what other team they beat? Um, they beat they beat the Jets. I was Luke Folk game had to play that game, but Chubb was running on them. He ran on he ran on the Ravens and he ran on Seattle. Ultimately, they lost to Seattle, but he is the key now. Which means if he's the key, right? They probably they probably lose to New England because they can't run the ball. Broncos have gotten a little bit better versus the run, but it's not something you're scared of. So I can I I wouldn't be surprised if they go into Denver and win that game. I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't know how. But I don't think they can beat Buffalo if Buffalo's stopping Nick Chubb. You know what I'm saying? Like the if you can stop Nick Chubb, I think you have a chance to win the game. And Bills and the and the and the Patriots are are capable of guarding Odell Beckham and Landry. They they they, they both had good corners on both sides. Trevor Davis White in Buffalo, Gilmore and McCourty in New England. Um, and Broncos got Chris Harris, and they got you know they got Chris Harris. Uh, but you know I'm not really. You know, I'm not I'm not too scared of Chris Harris when it's come to OBJ, because uh, size wise, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not a oh yeah, he's not a big guy. Now Landry, now that's he might be shut down, uh, but you know OBJ should have should have his way. But um, the Brown the Browns the Browns if they if they can come out and win if they win if they win two of the three I will be definitely shocked. I I tell you that, I'd be definitely shocked if they, do, if they do that. If they do that, I will take get, uh, kind of take them off the panic meter, and I think that'd be fine. But I don't think they beat New England. I don't think they beat Buffalo. But I can see them. I can see them because Broncos is not scared against the run. So I don't, you know, Chubb can have that game, and that's the game Kareem Hunt comes back. So that could be, you know, that can be a good, you know, a good way to one-two punch, and that could be the best one-two punch in the league. So that that'd be good to see. Yeah, after New England, I think they're gonna just heat up, and the or, or New England could be the place they do heat up coming off a of buy extra prep, but. I can't see Belichick losing to a second-year quarterback. <laughs> I can't after, see it either. <laughs> after New England game, I, I think people should start placing bets on the Browns like weekly to win games. Like they can they can heat up pretty fast. Um, another team in the AFC North, man, Pittsburgh. Hey, Devin Hodges, man, he got to win. He want to know as a starter. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph did clear uh, concussion uh, protocol, so he will be starting the next game after the bye week. But you know they. They they got the win that they needed. Um, we, t- we talked about a while ago about the Chargers and the Rams and the Colts, I believe. And uh, so they got the Chargers. Now they can get the Colts or the Rams. Uh, you know, the Pittsburgh can can find a way to turn the, the right the ship because they had one of the the hardest schedules to start the season. Seattle, San Fran, um, New England, Seattle, New in- San Fran, New England. That's and, crazy. And, and at the time, I thought going to the Chargers would be tough, but. They had the Chargers Stadium sold out with Steelers fans, <laughs> but yeah. So you you, you talk about five and one team and the two hundred fifty teams already. So that's 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 what six and old New England five eleven. So so sixteen wins. And Baltimore between... was a winnable game too because I think if Rudolph right. didn't get hurt, they would have probably won that game. Right. But yeah, you yeah. know we can't say yes or no. But right. So you know, yeah, just, just yeah, circumstances. I forgot. I forgot about Ravens. So that's that's twenty that's twenty wins that they played already, and uh, so that's that's I mean that's that's harder in itself, right? So the, the the schedule does get easier for them, and they can they can very well find themselves getting to the groove. Connor's getting to the groove, like you said. Uh, if Juju can find a way to get, to, to to emerge back, because the defense is is, is going to hold it down for them now. The, the defense is looking right. Minka Fitzpatrick, Bush, Watton, the boys, they are holding it down. If they can get the offense, they can get the receivers to come play football. Man, Pittsburgh will be off this list in a hurry. And can win, and can somehow win the AFC North even without Big Ben. Yeah, I'm not. I just can't do it. I'm not bailing on Mike Tomlin. No, can't you? Can't 
Top and, five coach easily. And if you play fantasy football, like I tell y'all about James Conner, y'all better go trade for that dog on Juju Smith. <laughs> he <laughs> gonna Juju, turn around. Juju yeah. Smith Schuster is coming. Like Rudolph and him, they've been slowly building some chemistry lately. So um I think Juju should be at the top of people's trade uh trade list. Yeah, matter of fact, after this, after we get done with this, a month ago, since somebody trade because I need to get my boy. Um, but yeah, man, they 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 will in their way. I believe in Pittsburgh. Um, it was skeptical at first because I didn't like the risk of trading a first round pick away when when you lost Big Ben and you didn't know how good Mason Rudolph would be. But like I said, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin is is, is hard to go against him. Uh, you know when he when he always proved you know he always proved that he can he can still put a team together. Um, him, him and Pete Carroll. It don't matter what the roster looks like. I, I believe in them to and Bill Belichick, of course, to 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 get get the team where they need to be. Um, and last but not least, uh, the Ravens. I would say they're just on a bubble because they have been struggling. Uh, they had one of the easiest schedules uh, so far, and they have been struggling. Um, you know, j- just in general, and you know, Cincinnati. What they won, they won by a touchdown. They only can beat sorry teams pretty much. I like, mean, yeah, you, you beat Pittsburgh kill, with a third kill Miami. Yeah, Kyler Murray second game, and it was yeah. a close game. Close game. Red, Cardinals would have won that game if they could score in the red zone. Oh yeah, and then they like they uh, Chiefs. That's all I can think of. Chiefs. They played them somewhat close, but you know, we know, we, 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 yeah. we know Chiefs don't have a defense like that, so it should have been a close game. Browns tore them up. Nearly lost to the Steelers with Rudolph going out, and Bengals played them pretty tough. So they only beat sorry team. So uh, Ravens are about to do exactly what I said: start nose diving. They're going to Seattle. That's going to be a loss. They're going to get the Patriots. Um, even though it's they're going to play the Patriots off of a bye, I think they're still going to lose to the England. I don't see Lamar Jack. Lamar Jackson's he's not the kind of guy that's going to give Belichick that defense fits. So they'll be pretty much what five hundred then. Yeah, yeah. If you saying they lose, yeah, if they lose yeah. both of them, yeah. So then teams like Texans coming up, uh, Rams, 49ers, Bills, and they'll get Browns again at towards the end. They're, they're not. They're not going to be a good team. I th- I think they're going to be fine. Um, because you got, you got to think too. It's it's with is with Lamar Jackson act. You know when he's when he's not a quarterback. You know, quote unquote, when not a quarterback when he's running the ball. They're you know they're hard to beat, um, so you know you you would definitely you you will see Patriots draw up spies or whatever the case may be against Lamar Jackson try to confuse them. Uh, see, I, I think he's gonna run all over Seattle now. Whether whether they win the game or not, you know, obviously because they have because it's Russ versus Lamar, I'm gonna take Russ, of course. Um, but they struggle. The Ravens the Ravens struggle when when there are three more three receivers or more on the field. Bengals did that. The Cardinals did that, the Pittsburgh Steelers did that, uh, and even the Miami Dolphins when it when they actually scored a touchdown, that's when they did that. Team because you know Miami tried to run that New England stuff with you know they had two tight ends. New England, you know they're going to run three receivers because I'm pretty sure they know this already. They've been passing the ball more than they had been running, which was a surprise coming into the season. But with Gordon Edelman, Dorsett, you know that's you know that's what Ravens are struggling with. Now the Ravens had addressed the issue. About we talked about earlier about them trading, they got uh, Marcus Peters in this trade. So when they become healthy, when they become all healthy, Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Carr, Marcus Peters, and Earl Thomas, like 
you know, that's a you know, that's a and now they they lost Tony Jefferson for the season, but that's a good secondary, man. And and if that's the reason why they struggle because they can't stop teams with three receivers, you would at least think that they kind of made that you know that stride to stop it. Now whether whether it works out because I'm not a big believer in Marcus Peters, uh, but I guess him as a third. Your third best corner, because I think I think Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphreys are better than him. If they if they the third best corner, then you know that's that's something different. You know that's a different that's a different animal. So um, we'll see. I, the 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 real reason why the Ravens probably won't won't be that good is because they don't really have no options. I mean, Lamar had to run the ball because outside of Hollywood Brown and Andrews, I don't trust anybody else on that team. And Hollywood Brown always hurt, or Andrews always hurt. So the, his best players always hurt. Ingram. Ingram is one of those guys that what he'll go for three hundred, uh, he'll go one hundred and fifty yards week uh, this week. Next week get like twenty. Like he he he's not consistent. So um, I can see your point about them falling off. It just it is all it really all depends on the defense because that's what has been driving them the last few years and this year has been a little suspect. Like the, I think the Ravens season, far the division goes. They're gonna be in play for it until they get that Bills Jets back to back because there's gonna be a Sunday game and a Thursday game. Oh, that's trap game, yes sir. <laughs> so I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna be the one that turns the season and where it's gonna be like, oh, Browns still the Ravens. Who's gonna win this thing? Mm-hmm. So like I said, about the other division, it's gonna come down to the last two or three games. But I still think um, Browns or Steelers will pull it off. I just can't believe in the Ravens. Just Lamar. Great for fantasy football, but for real football, if it's not a bad team, he's not doing much. Uh, if you got Mark Ingham, trade him away in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm afraid though, because like, so we we best, so we we both believe in the Steelers, and we opposite on the other of the yeah, Ravens and Browns. So it's kind of like it's kind of like all right. So let's say Pittsburgh finishes in the top two. You want to make a bet about who who finishes in the other top two, Ravens or the Browns? You want to make a bet right now? Oh, I'm still rolling with the Browns, man. I'm I'm a, and I'm a roll with the Ravens. So we'll we'll come over the details on the bet later on. But I'm roll with the Ravens, but Chicago roll with the Browns, and we are gonna see who get there. Cause we, I mean, like I said, we both believe in the Steelers. We don't know whether they win the division. We we both said they win the division when we first started off. I They're think, gonna be in play for it. That's so, all that so we'll, They're gonna be in so, play for it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, now it's about time somebody start listening to us, man. I'm so glad the Tennessee Titans. Have have heard this podcast. I heard. I'm glad that they got our email, got our call, our text messages about tweets, why, <laughs> tweets Facebook everything, tags, everything about Marcus Mariota. He is not the guy. We've been saying this for how many years? Two, three, and now it's finally happened because every mock draft had had a quarterback being in the first round draft pick by the Titans. The Titans. And Rashad said before, you know, in the AFC South preview that Mariota is the second-best quarterback on his team, and only through, what, six weeks, they realized that, and now Teddy Hill is starting. Now, I don't think Teddy Hill is that great, but he's better than Mariota. So um, we're going to see a different team. Uh, you know, they're both mobile quarterbacks, but Teddy Hill likes to run. He likes to run. So it's kind of like when, when the O-line is bad, like Deshaun Watson has, Mahomes has, uh, Russell Wilson got better now, but it was bad like two two years ago. Improvise. Carson Wentz does it every every Sunday. You improvise, and that's what Teddy Hill can do. That's why he was drafted in the first round because he can improvise, and that's what the, the Titans needed because the the struggles of O line has has caused Mariota to you know kind of not be as good as he you know could be. 
But you know, he I think he got sacked twenty five times this year. Last year he only sat twenty seven times. So that's kind of that's that's terrible. Uh, obviously he was hurt last year, but um, but he's he's a mobile quarterback. But Tannehill can move and get and get out of the pocket and run. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm gonna run through the numbers real quick of Tennessee offense this season so far. So they, they score sixteen points per game. Garbage. They're twenty seventh in yards per game. Garbage. Twenty ninth in passing yards per game. They stink. <laughs> and they're 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 one thing they're good at running. They're twentieth. Cause they got a game manage, man. They gotta let Henry do everything. <laughs> right, exactly. And they, they can't get the run going because everybody's stacking the box up. Um, because they're not scared of Mariota. They, they will go one on one with even with all these receivers that that that, that the uh, Titans got. You saw versus Atlanta how great they can be, but that was against I was against a sorry team. That's a get right game, and they got right. <laughs> then the next week, right back down. So, uh, and I picked Denver to win the game. So I, I was right there on, on on that call. I did uh, too. So so we we knew it because we knew what games Titans can win, what games they can't, and when you can play good defense and you can stop the run, kinda. Or you can you can you can run on them. Titans can't do it, and uh, because it they need Ray Rodgers to be a quarterback, and he can't do it. So I'm glad they finally listened to us, man. I'm glad. Man, when it comes to this division, I said it before. All bets could be off because Tannehill is about to open that offense up. Yeah, because now I believe it. Because we know Mariota's not gonna. He killed the Falcons, and he uh, had a few little BS touchdowns against the Browns, but. Tannehill is a legit throw of the ball. He can improvise, you know, extend plays. You know, when you have Humphreys in your slot, Delaney Walker to tight end, you can have Henry, who's a bruiser. You can slow the game down, speed it up. You can put Deion Lewis in the game. When you when you use him more, you won't know if it's going to be a run or a pass. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, this offense could get opened up, and they could make a serious, serious push to win this division now. And that division is going to be wide open to the last week. Minshew mania. Deshaun Watson, MVP consideration. Colts are right there, one of the best rosters in the league. Even losing Andrew Luck, they're still competitive. Jacoby's, you know, he's a solid starter. So Tennessee can make a play to start uh, getting back. They're not out of it, but they can start making a play, making a case to get in the playoffs and win this division. Because Tannehill, like you said, he's not the greatest, but this dude has the skills needed to open up that offense. Yeah, so they're 2-4 right now. Chargers and Buccaneers at home. That could, that could be two wins right there. I mean, it's very winnable because they play, they play good defense. Uh, Chargers have banged up on line. Tampa Bay missed two offensive linemen against the against the Carolina, which is why Tampa Bay was, you know, Winston was throwing picks all left and right. So, if, if, if that's the case, two two bad offensive line against Tennessee, I, I like Tennessee in those games. So, so then they'd be four and four. Um, at Carolina, can't, then you got Kansas City. Let's say if you get lucky, as long as you split one, you're good. Bold then, prediction. They can win all four of those. Yeah, I, I mean, because Char- Char- Chargers aren't. Yeah, Chargers got to come east, and Titans a good defense. We don't know where Bucks will show up. I mean, <laughs> we, we we hope God when it ever go off for fantasy purposes, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> and then Carolina, who knows if Kyle Allen still has the job? Cam, who knows how that plays out? So I think that's gonna be a winnable game. And Chiefs, Titans defense is legit, man. Yeah. So if they can just stifle Mahomes and you know those guys just a little bit, because we saw they they kind of stifled New England a little bit the previous year and some other teams. So if you can just kind of ground that high flying Chiefs offense a little bit, they don't have a running back. Sammy Watkins always hurt. So you kind of just got to take away Hill or Kelsey, kind of pick your poison. 
you could be you could be in play, and as long as Tannehill plays good, they could win all four. Yeah, and after that, that's when they head to the division. So, you, yeah, you 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 help yourself by being your you being your division. So, um, they can turn they can turn the shit right around. And we we've been saying this whole time we we Tennessee Titans was winning despite of Mariota. Um, so that's been our that's been our sermon for the Tennessee Titans for the last two years. And now that is you know Tannehill's a guy, you know. They can do anything. Tannehill, Tannehill was winning what eleven? He won eleven games in Miami. So you know, this is the most talent Tannehill has ever had. Like, oh, because in Miami, he didn't he didn't have these this kind of talent. He didn't have a thousand yard rusher. He didn't have five six weapons he can throw to at any given time. He had Landry, Devontae Parker. That's it, and and mediocre (laughs) running game, and he was still winning eight (laughs) games with that. Right. So yeah. So six to eight wins. So yeah. So Tannehill and and, you know that year they won like eleven or ten. So we can see good things come out of Tennessee. They on a bubble right now because they're two and four. And who knows, man? Rivers might come out of nowhere and, and do something uh, crazy or something like that. So I don't know. But like I said, it, it could be a good Rivers. It could be a good Winston, and they can go two and six. But you know, I, I like the odds at Tennessee going four and four. Charges O line too trash, and Jameis against a good defense will be Jameis. It was facts. So if, if the Titans get their act together, and they get their act together. Who wins this division now? Because you know Tennessee was kind of fading out of it, but with this change, just with this change alone, <laughs> they're right back in it. Uh, Jaguars, who I thought would have beat the Saints, um, they're still in it. But yes, they lost two games that they probably could have won the last two weeks. And then you, and then you still have the Colts, and you still have the Texans. So, uh, who, who are you changing your Jaguars pick, or are you are you fading somebody? You know, fading them and going somebody else. What is it? Oh man, I I hate to do it to miss you, kind of like what he's doing. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm about right right with you. <laughs> I hate, I, I told him I'm bailing, I'm bailing out. I, I, out of there. I, I hate I hate to do it to miss you, man. I gotta go and sell my stock I, on the jam. I gotta man. sell it, man. I gotta sell it, man. I can't trade trade it, Ramsey. Lost some tough games. I like what they're doing there, but I like DJ Shark, your breakout player who's dominating the game. I'm going Tennessee now, man, and like I hate to do it because. I want to take Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien because they're nine wins minimum. Like they're like the safest pick, right? But I believe Tannehill with his talent, man, he gonna do it. Hey, I, hey, I understand. I'm thinking, you know, I'm rolling with the Colts because if T.Y. Hilton can stay healthy, the Colts are, are going to be dangerous. They're going to get Darius Leonard back healthy, and the defense is going to be back, you know, back to getting better. And like you said, Jacoby is a solid starter, so he's he's not going to. He's not gonna lose you no games. He gonna he gonna keep you in it. So, um, I'm a, I'm roll I'm gonna sell my stock and roll the Colts. I you know me. I don't believe in Bill O'Brien at all, at all. Um, he but you know you know he did learn to put the ball in Deshaun Watson's hands instead. Oh yeah, you got to. That's your playmaker. I mean, you remember like two years ago or something? It was like a like a fourth down play. They want to do like a punt, a fake punt instead of Watson. Like, what are you doing? Get about Watson. Let, let let him do what he got to do to win you the game. But so he finally learned that lesson. But. I'm not. I'm not worried about Bill O'Brien. Um, I like. I like Frank Wright. And you got. This, you got Week Seven coming up in Houston. Play uh, Indianapolis. So, you know, I'm leaning Colts in that game because I think the culture matchup is is, is too great. So, uh, I, I think Colts go ahead and make make Houston four and three, which makes you know Titans can win the game. They'll be three and four. So they be one game back from first place, and it gonna be it gonna be a four it gonna be a four way thing. But I think Jaguars might might slide. They might slide down there. Yeah, nine, nine, nine and seven is gonna win. So it all depends on who gets those tiebreakers. Right. But I think Tennessee may be able to. I think they have a championship defense, and a Tannehill is a Tannehill 
I think he was from Miami. They're gonna probably edge out a tenth win, especially mm-hmm. catching uh, oh, who is it? yeah they're gonna play the Texans two times the last three weeks. That's the division winner right there. Yep, I like it. Um, now this is the last team that's on the bubble, and and, and it will be done. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs, AFC Championship runner up. Probably should have won if it won for D Ford. Um, but we see the last two weeks. You talk about the Colts. We talk about the Texans. They put the blueprint on how to beat them. Now, obviously, Bill Belichick did it first in, in in the playoffs, and that's to control the clock and run the ball and keep them off. Keep Mahomes on the sideline. Um, Chiefs have no defense and nowhere, no corners. They got Hunter Vagin, you got Chris Jones, and Frank Clark. That's it. Um, and then they, to me, they had the wrong injuries. Like it's it's different when you lose like you know a corner or you may lose a linebacker. You know we already sorry at the position. Who cares, right? But Chris Jones is hurt. He's not playing again. He didn't play. He he didn't. He missed the. He missed the uh, the second half against um against the Colts. Then he missed the whole game against the Texans. And both of them they lost, they they're they're on two when he don't play the whole, a full game, right? And then he's out against Denver. So uh, he's out. The the their best offensive lineman that haven't played this whole season. And they keep getting injured at their you know at, at Mahomes' weapons. So Hill was going the whole time. When Hill comes back, now he don't have Sammy. So he's still he's still not at full strength. He still got to throw the he still got to throw the Pringle and still got to go throw the Miko Harvin, <laughs> Harvin, and they're not ready for that. And on top of that, they can't run the ball. Now McCoy had eight carries, forty four yards last week. I don't know why they went away from it. They was up seventeen three against Texans, and they decided to keep passing the ball. And here comes Sean Watson, and they won the game. So I'm panicking on them, or at least on the bubble, because Thursday night football game, Broncos. Broncos run the ball. They're 14th and running. Now, while Houston and Colts are top five, Lindsey and Freeman have been balling all season, right, um, with the run. Time possession, they, uh, the Broncos hold the ball for about 30 minutes a game, while the Colts and the Texans hold the ball for about 31 minutes. So, in the games that the Colts and Texans won, they had about 40 minutes, and that's because the Chiefs can't stop the run. And with Marlon Mack, Carlos Hyde, why do we not think that Lindsey and Freeman are not going to do the same thing, right? So, like, I can see them losing this game and going four and three. Uh, I can so, too. And Bronco, Bronco defense have been playing a little bit better since the beginning. Von Miller's still a problem. They can't protect Von – they can't stop Von Miller. Chris Harris, I mean, he, like I said, we were talking about him earlier, but he can, he can, he can line up man-to-man on – he can at least shut down the other guys. He might – maybe not Tyree Hill, but everybody else can, he can shut down. So, I, the formula, the formula is right there on the table for the Broncos, and you know, Vic Fangio and them boys gonna get them right. And I, to be honest, I think Broncos win the game. I'm still going to Chiefs to win the game, but they've already ruled out Sammy, yep. Kendall Fuller, Eric Fisher, Chris Jones, and Andrew Wiley for the game. So they are not gonna be at full strength at all. So it wouldn't surprise me if Denver does win it. But I'm gonna pick the Chiefs just because I think, you know, Andrew Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they're gonna just say, hey, we got to get back to. You know, we got to devise a game plan to keep Denver's running backs off the field or when we're in, posi- in position, we got to get touchdowns instead of field goals and we can't turn the ball over. Yeah, so. uh, I think Mahomes is having a bad year as far as 
as far as our red zone efficiency. Um, but, you know, when you, when you can run the ball, it helps you a lot. Um, and, and until Andy Reid realized that, um, I, don't, I don't think the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I know Mahomes is great. But you can't you can't just say Mahomes you can't you can't live on the Mahomes or bus factor. Um that's not gonna work. Um, you know, for for a long stretch of period, especially when you play these elite teams and we we talk about New England and Bills who got you know got defense and you got the Ravens who got Peters. Uh now that you know we'll we'll see how that defense looks, but you know, teams are making moves and the Chiefs are not. The Chiefs are, are getting hurt. So what's gonna happen? Uh we we don't know. Um I don't think Mahomes will lose three games three games in a row, but like I said, I don't, the formula is on the table for the Broncos, exactly what happens to the Colts and, and the Texans, so I can see, I can see it, and I can see them going 4-3, I might be scared to do it, but, you know, it's not, it's not like it's going to be a foregone conclusion, but Broncos could do it, it just, do I, do I want to bet on Joe Flacco? I don't know if I want to do that, <laughs> do that or not. <laughs> nah, yeah, I went, hey, I'm, I bet on Phil Lindsay. Right, exactly. But but yeah, Chiefs Chiefs are gonna win the game. I'm not worried about it. Chiefs will win that game. If they don't, <laughs> that's that's we'll talk about that next week when that happens. Uh. <laughs> yeah, if if if, the, if it was to happen, they go from the bubble to actually panicking because now you are a Super Bowl favorite and you're barely above 500 and there's no signs of defense getting any better. So, but I'm not panicking on the Chiefs. Uh, they're on the bubble, but they'll be fine. They'll beat Denver and. Uh, Division wise, outside of a team, um, I won't say I'm rooting for, but they just kind of have certain things that you kind of, even though they, they've had the A B stuff, they had Jonathan Abram get hurt, now Trent Brown's going through stuff, Vontaze perfect. The Raiders are going to be a team that can just catch people off guard and steal some games, but Chiefs are still in the division, but Raiders should be in play for hey, it. You know, it's funny. We've been debating about who is the worst team in the AFC West. We we're talking about Raiders or Broncos. It might be the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers. And that's sad, man, because, like, like Phillip Rivers don't he deserve, don't deserve it, But he might – they might be in fourth place. Um, you know, especially if Denver wins and, and Titans, how we said, beat Chargers, they, they will be in last place. So, uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun to see. Um, anything, else you want, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, nah, that's it, man. Um, it's going to be an interesting game Thursday and – um. I think at the moment right now, Russ is leading MVP race. I think Deshaun Watson should probably be number two. All right. Uh, are you going to the Falcons and Rams game with me, man? Because we, we can go see Jared Goff, see what he can do in, in person. Man, we, we will see the Falcons get it behind <laughs> tore up, man. So, yeah. Brandon Cooks and Cook are going to be catching deep balls all yeah, game. So, we'll see that, we'll see that live, and uh, we'll come back same time, you know, same place next week. Appreciate it. Preach. We'll be shy, man. We out. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.